You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Forever in favor. Only one person understood it. (laughs) Forever in favor. Listen. If you're a Christian, you live a life of favor. So, As a Christian, you are forever in favor with God. There is nothing like a bad day. (laughs) There is nothing like God is angry. There is nothing like God wants to punish me. Hello? If you are a Christian, you live permanently in the favor of God. I have searched through the scriptures and consistently I realize that God is so much in love with you, you have no idea. Listen, God has a crush on you. And and David could not understand it. So in Psalm 8, he said, Ah, who is man? That you are so mindful of him. In other words, you you don't take your mind off. when When you have crushed on somebody, you can't take your mind off them. man and he is wondering because when you look at yourself you can't believe it and and sometimes when people have a crush on you sometimes you look at yourself and say Abi in the same way you see God has a crush on you but you can't believe it because David was looking at himself me who is man but your worth is amazing that God can shed his blood for you. You are too expensive. You're too expensive. Forever you are in favor with God. I don't know who told you that God is angry with you. I don't know. Maybe you told yourself. Maybe what you have been taught from your Sunday school. Maybe how your father or your mother deals with you. Maybe how your boss deals with you at work. Maybe the kinds of treatment that goes on between you and your husband, you and your spouse. And so it makes you feel that that's the same relationship between you and this God. He's different. God is not a man. 
So don't make God a man. He's in his own class. You are in favor with him every day. I'm going to take you from the Old Testament and bring you to the New Testament. There was a man called Hosea. Hosea was a prophet. And the name Hosea actually means salvation. Yeah. And I'm going to read a story to you that will shock you to your bones. Hosea chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, son of Berry, during the years when Uzziah, Uzziah means Jehovah is my strength. Jotham, Jehovah will perfect me. As Jehovah has, Yahweh has held me up. And Hezekiah, God my strength. Were kings of Judah, Judah means praise. And Jeroboam, the son of Joash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, through salvation. Is that right? And he said to him, go and marry a prostitute. Place is quiet. He, he didn't say, go and have a friend. Or just, I mean, have a one night. No. Go and marry. Go and marry. A prostitute. And he said, this will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute. By turning against the Lord and worshipping other gods. Hello? So what it means is that God sees Israel's condition as a condition that is flirtatious. In other words, they have an idolatrous kind of like idolatrous. Are you getting the point? Changing gods. They are not satisfied with him. So God looks at Israel's condition and God says, listen, I want Israel to know the state in which they are. So you go and marry a prostitute as a symbolism of their state. Hello? Hmm. Three. So, Hosea married Goma. <laughs> it's also a joke. The thing went on. Hosea married Goma, the daughter of Diblaim. And she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, name the child Jezreel. 
For I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty and avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Wow. The name of Goma means complete. Hello? The name of Jezreel means God sows or God plants. <sighs> Hello? Somebody say God plants. So God says, go and marry Goma. Go and marry complete. Who is a prostitute? As a matter of fact, the name, the meaning of the name and the person don't match. Hello? Because a prostitute is rather not complete. Are you getting the point? Because they are not satisfied. Is that right? You can't. God was trying to paint the state of man. And what man is that they can do for themselves unless he intervenes. <laughs> so, complete gives birth to God's souls. God plants. So, salvation marries complete. And they give, God, they give birth to God's produce. <laughs> but if anybody sees them, they call them a prostitute. But God is seeing something else. Hello? By the time I finish this, you will change your mind about yourself. We don't read the Bible. We don't. Next. Soon, Goma became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, name your daughter Loruhama. Not loved. For I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them. But I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses or charioteers, but by my Power as the Lord their God. So, wait. God is showing so clearly in this matter that it is not a political thing. Because I'm sure if Hosea was demonstrating this symbolism to them, they would think that God by by a certain means is, is trying to infiltrate in their politics. But God 
an agenda. God has an agenda that Israel himself didn't understand. If they understood this, they would have seen Jesus. So they didn't understand because what actually he was talking about was Jesus to come. Because we are spiritual Israelites. And we have been saved by grace. And we have become the commonwealth of Israel because of our spiritual state. Are you understanding me? And so God was actually speaking to something that he was going to do, but Israel didn't understand. So when Jesus came and he said the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of God is at hand, they didn't understand. They thought that they were going to be freed from the Roman slavery. I want to blend history together with a prophetic agenda so you can understand. Amen. Alright. So, he said, call the person not loved. Not loved. Not loved. Because we are people that God's anger is on us. We are people that God did not love. We are people that God cannot be assessed by us. Only Israel had a special privilege. But in Goma giving birth, he gave birth to God's produce. Israel is the firstborn of God. All the others, they didn't have the privilege to know God. So they couldn't call Yahweh. Thank Jesus for the work he has done. If it had not been for Jesus, where would you and I be? A people not loved. Not loved. Not loved, though. Not loved. Not loved. And then they gave back to a son. Again, 8-9. After Goma had weaned Loruhama, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. <laughs> and the Lord said, name him Loami, not my people. For Israel is not my people and I am not their God. Hello. Go back to the blame and let me show something. Now, the blame means cluster of figs. Cluster of figs. Everybody say cluster of figs. Do you know that figs was the third three that was mentioned in the beginning event in the Garden of Eden? The first tree was a tree of life. The second tree mentioned was a tree of knowledge of good and the third was the fig leaves that Adam used to cover himself. Hello. So the blame who is 
The cluster of figs represents man's nature of sin and what man is using to cover himself to be acceptable to God. So, Goma came from a place where they are hiding their own sin and dealing with their sin their own way. But came out and became somebody that God will use as a produce. That God will sow, God will plant. And then out of them, a people that were not loved. And, and, and a people that God said are not his people are about to be saved. When God called Abraham, God told Abraham that you are going to have spiritual sons. But he spoke to him also about his biological sons. So God was speaking to Abraham and in Abraham was going to come Israel, God's firstborn. And out of them also, we are going to come. Hello. In this same very way, God was also speaking in such a way that all the children of God are coming from the womb of Goma. And Goma means complete. So both Israel and other nations are going to be made complete through Goma. Who came out of a cluster of figs? Hello? Am I speaking? Let me rush you to Hosea 14, 1 to 7. Hosea 14, 1 to 7. So God is about to complete the work that he started as a symbolism. Israel is in an adulterous state. God says, I can't leave them. They are my people. I love them. But I have to take them through the process to redeem them. And when I redeem them, I will redeem the whole world. Are you getting the point? So, the process is about to be complete. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses Never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our gods. Hello? Hello? No. In you alone do the orphans find mercy. <laughs> the Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds. For my anger will be gone 
for a moment. Temporarily. For two weeks. For one month. For one year. Uh, my anger will be gone forever. Oh, really? So, who said God is angry with you? Did you see the salvation prayer in what I just read? Did you see it? What did you see? Go to number one. Return, oh Josh Lyon, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Is that right? Bring your confession. What confession? I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and my Lord. Forgive all my sins and receive me. Is that right? Is that right? So that I may offer you what? Praise. Okay. Assyria cannot what? I can't save myself. Assyria actually stands for flesh. I cannot save myself. <laughs> Never again will I say to the idols that I have made, you are my God. Hello. Is that right? Okay. In you alone do orphans find. Are you a, were you an orphan? Yes. And what is the Lord's response to you when you said the salvation prayer? I will heal you of your weight. Your what? Your faithlessness. In other words, even the faith to come and say that I receive you, I healed you. For you to be called is not by yourself. He healed your faithlessness for you to come to him. So you did not even come by yourself in the first place. He had to heal Israel's faithlessness. Israel's unbelief. Following other gods, he first had to heal it. That they cannot depend on him solely and say, you alone are my God. So all the words you said on the day you said that you want to receive Jesus Christ, he healed your faithlessness convicted you and you came. And when you came, he made you a promise. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. Didn't he know that when you come, you will sin? And there are issues that will come that will make you falter. That is why he said, my anger is gone forever. Because I know that there will be issues, you fall short, things will happen. But I have made you a promise so that you know that I don't deal with you based on what you have done. 
what you do or what you will do. I'm basing everything on my unconditional love for you. Hello. I love you. And my love for you, it knows no what? No bounds. In other versions, he said, I will love you freely. Now, this statement actually hinges on the fact that, listen, listen, any qualification is taken away. When somebody says, I will love you freely, it means that you don't need to qualify. So anything that makes you fit, that code of love is taking off. So don't disqualify yourself when you have been qualified. My love knows no bounds. That is the key word. Let me finish it and now come to our dwell on that. Next. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars of Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees. Olive, olive trees as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. Watch this. All of these after, post, post, fruit, post, wonderful things that you will become, hinges on the fact that his love for you has no bound. So you don't need to do anything to qualify for the fruit that you have to show. He is working in you. But to will of his due pleasure. And whatever he has spoken about you, you shall become. If you can only stay in him, that's it. If you can stay in his love, that is it. But if you move out of his love, then that is your problem. And that is what most of us have. We cannot stay in his love. We cannot believe that he loves us without any boundaries. He has no boundaries. So you see the boundaries of people's love for you and you compare that to God. That's it. No bounds. What does he mean? Next. This is glorious. The suitable divine way. Listen, that love flows from heaven to the earth. It's a spontaneous love flowing out to those who neither deserved it. They didn't purchase it. As a matter of fact, he healed their faith, faithlessness. So they did not even seek after it. They didn't want it, but he said, I'll give it. What a God. What a God. Next. It's indeed the only way in which God can love such as we are. How? It is a death blow to all sorts of qualifications of fitness. He said, I will love you freely. 
Don't put anything there to try to deserve it because that will rather disqualify you. You don't fit in if you try to. He just wills to give it. Receive it. Receive his love. Receive his love. Receive his love. Receive his love. Next. He stands. I will love them freely. Even though they say, Lord, my heart is so hard. My heart is so hard. I have a stubborn heart. He says, I will love them freely. Even when they say, I don't feel the need for Christ as I ought to. He says, I will love you. Because you feel your need. I will still love you. No matter what, I will love you. Next. He said, I don't feel that softening of my spirit. When I look at my spirit, I'm, I'm still not soft. I can't take it. I can't take it. He said, whether you like it or not, I will love you. I will love you freely. I will love you freely. It is blessed to know that the grace of God is free. And it's free to us at all times. Number one, without preparation. Go and marry a prostitute. So I know your state already. <laughs> I know your state. You think I didn't know? As a matter of fact, it is because of your state that I decided I will show you love. So I knew you. And I still know you. But I'll give you somebody in exchange for you. So whatever he has done, anytime you come, I see him. I don't see you. He completes you. Without qualifications. How many of us would have bought with money? Without price. No price. Because it's priceless. You can't pay for it. Hallelujah. Let me help you. Take me to the New Testament. So we can seal this. Now watch this. Romans chapter 5. Verse 1 to 5. Therefore, having been, 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 been justified by faith. Who justified us? Who? Jesus. How did he justify us? By faith. How did we get that faith? He healed our faithlessness and gave us faith and by that faith, he justified us. Hello? So he would have said that, therefore, when you received, when, when, and when you, you, you worked for your faith, then you were justified by that faith. But he said, therefore, having been justified by the faith that I gave you, now we have peace with God. We have peace. Peace. The word peace there is the word reconciliation. There's peace between you and God. 
There's no peril between you and God. There's no conflict between you and God. Between you and God, there is peace. You see, when you look at this brother and say, I have peace with this brother, what you are saying is that you and this brother, there is no qualms. Is that right? God is saying you have peace with him. How did you get that peace? Through what? Our Lord. So it is not by your works. Your peace with God came by the finished work of Christ. That he gave you faith to be justified so you can believe in it. Continue. Through whom also we have access. By this same word, faith into 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 this grace in which we oh listen so where is your position you are in the position of grace that's how you have been positioned you are walking in grace. You are not walking in wrath. You are not walking in disfavor. You are walking in favor. You live a life of favor. You have access by faith into this grace. And in this grace, we stand. We stand. We stand. We stand. In this grace, we stand. In this grace, we stand. You are not standing in a place where he would take away from you. You are standing in a place where he will add to you. He will show you love. He will show you mercy. He will show you favor. He will give you what you need. What you ask for him, he will do it. He loves you so much. You have no idea. You are standing in grace. You are standing in favor. And because you stand in favor, eh, you rejoice in hope of what? Ha! Ah, is he listening to me? When you are, when you are not sure of your position, where you are standing, it affects your hope. That's why every time you are thinking that bad things are going to happen to you. And the prophet tells you. And you believe it. And you don't know that most of the th negative things that the prophet speaks. And you see them come to pass. It is because you yourself latched into it. So you accepted it. And listen to me as a Christian. You must know you are in a place of authority. So what you permit persists. What you permit, listen to me. We don't know who we are. You are standing in grace. When you stand in grace, your expectation, your hope, the word their hope is the same word expectation. Your expectation is the glory of God. So if I ask you, what are you expecting? What would you tell me? 
our strength. Thy grace, our rule. Thy word, our end. The glory. Oh. So if you know you, his grace is your strength. Don't forget. In the realms, in the period within which Hosea was spoken to, Hezekiah means Jehovah is my strength. Ahab means Jehovah has held me up. Listen to me very carefully. If you know you are standing in grace, you don't expect the least. You expect the best. You see the radiance of God. You see the goodness of God. It, the psalmist said, it's a goodness and mercy. Shall follow me. As for you, you think cockroaches and lizards. The pastor, nightmares, nightmares, nightmares. Because you want to sleep in fear. That has been your expectation all this while. Your expectation is fear. You live in fear. Most Christians live in fear. When we are standing in grace, we move away. You think what happened to your brother will happen to you? No, you are different. You think what happened to the next door neighbor will happen? No, you are different. What are you talking about? You will see something. Look at it. Look at it. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. So we're standing in grace. As we stand in grace, the enemy will fight. Nature will fight. But because our hope is the hope of glory, even in tribulations, we glory because we know the end will not be destruction. We know the end is going to be peace. Knowing that tribulation produces so in my tribulation, because I have a hope, and my hope is the glory of God, I don't give up. I persevere. I move on. I go forward. I seek what I am seeking because I know the end is going to be beautiful. He does things in its time. And when it is time, it shall be beautiful. Who is laughing at me? Who is mocking at me? They don't know me very well. They don't know you very well. But if they knew you, you are coming because you are a perseverer. You are not an afraid man or afraid woman. You know your stand. When you stand in grace, you walk on. Walk on. Tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character. Jesus. Listen to me. My wife has not come. I am persevering. And as I persevere, I am being built as a better husband. So I can handle my wife. 
So listen to me. I don't look at other people and say, she, they are leaving me. No, 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 no. By the time my tribulation will be over, I will be a better person so that I can. Are you talking? Are you talking to the are you talking to the word? Because the word is talking to you. You've got to talk back to the word. I know your situation. Don't let it drown you. Don't let it make you go down. Don't let it make you do silly stuff. Don't let it make you feel that you are left alone. The devil is a liar. He's building character. He's building character. It's shaping me. It's not bringing me down. The word character there is like shining. Being shaped, being chipped. So you come out like gold. Character. And that character brings God. Jesus. Read this. Read this. Read this. Now that hope, that hope, that expectation, it shall not be cut off. That expectation, it shall not disappoint. I see that building being built. I see me going back to school. I see God doing great and mighty things. I see my husband coming. I see my children coming. I see my wife coming. I see my business going up because my expectation shall not be cut off. It shall not. It shall not. It shall not be cut off. Who said I will be disgraced? It shall not be cut off. Who said I'm going down? It shall not be cut off because my hope is his glory. It's his glory. It's his glory. Watch this. How do I know all of this? He gives you the answer. Because ah, the wrath of God. The wrath of God. So in all my mistakes, in all the meanderings of life, in all the lungulungus that I go, ah, I am assured because the love of God is poured out, is poured out, is poured out. Who said God is angry? Who said God's wrath is upon me? No! The best is rather coming and I am assured because I know he loves me. No matter what, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He is not giving me to my enemies so that I be destroyed. He said in fire, in water, he will be with me. Not just for today, but to the end of the age. His love is poured out. Poured out. Poured. Watch it. It's not measured. As much as you can receive. <sighs> if you make a mistake today and you said his love is gone, then it is the measure you took. Ha! <laughs> ah, ah, then it's the measure you took. But I said, as for me, I've poured. I have poured. I have poured. Watch it. How did I pour it? By the Holy Spirit. In your heart. 
You see the problem. All of you, most of you, think that the Holy Spirit rather comes to kill you. Because in the Old Testament, you saw the Holy Spirit do a lot of killing. But the Holy Spirit is not functioning in that dispensation. This is a new dispensation. And that is what Hosea prophesied. That there's coming a time when my love for them will know no bound. I will love them freely. Because they are not under the law. Christ has finished for them. Christ has fulfilled the law. So now Christ is who I look at. And when I look at Christ, I have mercy on them. I show them love. I have put the love in their hearts. Hallelujah. Let me finish this. Look at this. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. I'm reading the new living translation. Look at what he said. Read it with me. So now, there is no condemnation for those who condemned you. Who condemned you. There is no condemnation. There is no condemnation to those who belong to Christ. I will love them without boundaries. I will love them and not taking care of anything. I will love them just for who they are. Because Christ has made them who they are. And because of Christ, I will love them. So nobody can condemn them. Look at what he says, verse 2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. From the power of sin that leads to death. So your sin no more leads to death. Hey! The power of sin has been broken. Sin kills. The wages of sin is death. Watch it. But the gift of God is eternal life. So you don't belong to those that sin will kill anymore. Now you are belonging to those who have the gift of eternal life. Ah. That is why he said, the life-giving spirit. How can the life-giving spirit in you give you off to the wages of death? When sin comes, and say, I want to pay you back. The life-giving spirit responds and say, not this one. They cannot be condemned because they belong to Christ. Hello. Somebody say word. Watch. Look at 31. What shall we then say about such wonderful things as this? If God, if God is for us, who? I don't want to add the next. Who? Uh, 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 who? I said, who? Who? What is their qualification? Tell me. We are talking about El Elyon, the most high God. So if the most high God is with me, uh, David said, when I go to the depths of the sea, he is there. So listen, the one that says they are the lowest, is it my boss? Is it my arch enemy? If God be for me. Look at the next person and say, who, 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 who? Tell them, who, 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 who? Who, 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 who? They said the 
demon in your family is a joke. They said the witchcraft, the witchcraft spirit in your village is a joke. You don't know who you are. If God be for you, tell me who can be against you. Listen to me. I don't know what subject is even giving you problems at school. I don't know what you are facing and the exam you've written. But listen, it is included. If God be for you, no mathematics will mess you up. Are you understanding the point? If he messes you up day one, he's building character in you. Your hope shall be glory because very soon you will pass that same exam because you ah, if God be for me. Oh, 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 let me continue. Ah, I can preach on this till Jesus comes. Who? Who? Government? Who put him? Daniel said he's the one that promotes. He's the one that brings down. Listen to me. Anybody in place of power that wants to frustrate you, they don't know who you are. If God be for you, you are going to take that contract. I said that business is coming to you. Nobody can frustrate you. If God be for you, who? Now, he's giving you, anytime God speaks, because God is not a comedian, because God is God, he just wants to try and convince you. Because sometimes he sees that you don't want to believe it. So he's giving you an understanding so that you can bear what he's saying and take it in. He said, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't Some things, some, some things. He, he will give us some things. Ah, who told you that I'm limited? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. Wait, listen to me. If he gave you Jesus, he has given you everything. <laughs> because listen, in Jesus is everything. So he said, I did not spare my own son, but I gave him to you. And if I have given him to you, you have everything. You don't need anything. Oh. Who said you need something? You don't need anything. Ah, they said you need employment. No, you have Jesus. Employment comes in Jesus. And the point is that you are now waiting. You are in the process of resting. And as the tribulation, tribulation shapes you and it builds character in you, the best job is coming to you. And you are going to take it. Ah! If you don't have it, it's because you don't need it now. What a joke. Come on. Give me. Who dares? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Um, this is not me. Oh. This is scripture. Oh. Who is accusing you? Who? Go and marry a prostitute. So I can show them I know the state of my people. Even before I gave them what I'm giving them. And he says, listen, who dare? Who dare calls you and puts a label on you? Who dare accuses you? He's called the accuser of the brethren. Bible said he's always going to and fro. 
God's throne trying to what? Accuse you and call you names and put labels on you. As a matter of fact, he has hired agents here on earth. And all they do is to sit down, cross their legs. They don't have any job to do. All they want to do is to give you names. And they put labels on you and you accept it. Ah, the other day I believe. I saw something in Luke. A lady called Elizabeth. Bible said they had labeled him. They said the barren woman. God said, angel, go to Elizabeth. The one whom all have called barren. And tell him. I am giving him a, a son. God knows they want to label you, but he has already made provision. He said, who dares? Who dares? Who dares? Their accusation does not come to me. Because I am your advocate. I am your lawyer. I speak for you. I intercede for you. I mediate for you. Who dare cause your names? He said, no one. Because God himself has given us I said, you are forever living in grace. You are forever in favor. He said, nobody can accuse you because the one for whom they are going to accuse you, he himself has given you a right standing before him. So all the time before him, you are right. Oh, you think I'm lying to you? Can you believe that a king called Abimelech? Abraham went there and Abimelech Try to take the wife of Abraham. It is not his fault. Because Abraham told him that Sarah was his sister. So who lied here? Huh. So if you tell the man that your wife is your sister, then they can have your wife. So Abimelech said, Charlie, she's fair. She's beautiful. So, on the night, Abimelech was about to try. And God showed up and said, if you don't know, and you touch this one, trouble for you. And you know what God added? He said, go and apologize to Abraham and compensate him. I announce as a servant of God that the one who is accusing you and is calling you names very soon is going to compensate you because God is going to send him to you because of what he said against you. Who dare? Who dare? <laughs> Allow him, man. Give me the next. Give me the next. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Jesus Christ died for us and was raised to life for us. He is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand. The day he stops pleading, then you can tell me I'm not living in favor. But so far as he's always pleading, every microsecond, it doesn't matter what's happening here. I am in favor with God. I am forever in favor. I am forever in favor. Give me the next verse. Listen. So now, 
can anything ever ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no, no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are persecuted? Or hungry? Or destitute? Or in danger? Or threatened with death? That is our problem. So you think, oh, because he loves us. The moment something small comes, or something, hey, then he doesn't love us anymore. You see, these days when you're going through any challenge, it's because he has sinned. Something wrong. Listen to me. Whether you sin or you don't sin, the equation doesn't change. What he has made you, he has made you. You are either your father's child or you are not. <laughs> Give me the next verse. As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory. Overwhelming. Listen to me. Your victory is not an ordinary victory. Overwhelming. Your victory will overwhelm you. People will be outstanding. Look and watch. I will work a work in your days that when men see it, they will not believe it. Why? Because it is through Christ who loved us. Who loved us. Continue from here. Make this your word. Me, Josh Lai. I am convinced. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. He mentioned them. Neither death, nor life. Neither angels, nor demons. Neither our fears for today. Our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell. Somebody lift up your voice and shout, I am forever favored. Oh, come on, shout it. I am forever favored. I live in the favor of God. I walk in the favor of God. I rest in the favor of God. I eat in the favor of God. I wake up in the favor of God. I sleep in the favor of God. I go to work in the favor of God. Everywhere I am, favor surrounds me. Favor surrounds me. Favor surrounds me. Favor surrounds me. I live in favor. I live in favor. I live in favor. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glorious grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Carry Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Carry Center International, living heaven on earth.